0: Good morning and welcome back to Nachiomi. Today we're going to be focusing on the 15th peric of Sefer Shoftim. This peric overall reminds me of a poem by William Butler Yeats called The Second Coming. He talks about the, in the first line he talks about the widening gyre as the falcon can no longer hear the falconer. There's a, a spiral of anarchy which he, which he witnesses in the world. In this peric we're going to witness the widening gyre of Shimshon's revenge cycles. So we saw that Shimshon took revenge on those young men who uh, who used his wife to get the answer to the riddle and how he took revenge on them. So this pair continues in that same vein. So what happens is, is that during the harvest season, Shimshon returns to his wife, um, and he comes to he comes to the, the, his father's house, his father-in-law's house, and demands to see his wife. And his father-in-law says. Sorry, you know, we thought that you hated her because of the whole episode, and we actually remarried her to somebody else. But don't worry, she has a younger sister, and you can uh, easily marry her. She's much nicer than her older sister. So Shimshon says, "This is it. I am, um, I am done with you, Pilshdim, because you did you you betrayed me." So what does he do? He goes to the um, he goes to the fields. He captures three hundred foxes, and he ties their tails to 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 each other in pairs, and in between their tails he places a uh, a torture fire, and so what happens is, is obviously the you know the, the the foxes go again to frenzy and run out into fields and they and because of the, because they're running away from each other, they can't really get away from each other. They end up rolling around and burning down the fields and they destroy many many fields. So the politicians come out and they say, well, well what happened? How did this wildfire spread? And um, and everybody says, you know what it is, is because that his uh, his uh, adopted family. And betrayed, him. maybe they married their daughter to somebody else while he, when he was married to her. So the pelishtim come back to the to the father-in-law's house, and they burn down the house. And um, oh, um, and because of that, then Shimshon says, "Well, I'm going to take revenge for for uh, for you killing my family now." And so he went, and he uh, he kills them, and just describes how he'd kill them. Me, shok ad you know, from the, the thigh to the to the to the yoreich, it's a it's a, it's actually a move where you cut the person from the back. Talking about killing people, where they where he would uh, in pursuit would chop them down, and um, and it's creating a terrible amount of damage. Um, then he goes and he's, he goes and hides. He seeks refuge because at this point in time he's killed many them He goes and hides in a place called Lehi, and um, while he's there. This is Lehi is actually in the area of the Bene Yehuda. Now Shimshon is from the tribe of Don and so the Bene Yehuda come out and say, Why well, um, can of come out to come out? And he says to them, Why are you here? He's hiding in the rocks and they said, um, they send a, a delegation of about three thousand men and they say, Look, you know, we are under the control of Philistines. Shimshon, what are you doing? We we, we have to we, we're going to we have to return you to the Philistines because they're gonna come in now and they're going to attack us. So he says, um, he says, are you going to kill me? They said, no, no, we swear, we take a uh, shavua that we're not going to kill you. We're just, we're just going to tie you up and give them back to you. So they, they tie him up in these new ropes, and they, and they head him out to the plishtim. And as he's walking down, bound up to the plishtim, they start getting very excited. They start making a noise. And as he gets it, the ropes melt from his arms, and it's as if they're like, you know, very small threads. He rips them open, and he takes the jawbone of a donkey, and he um, uses that as his weapon and he kills a thousand men of the, of the Philistines as he's being returned to them. So, um, and he, he, he makes this sort of poem where he says, you know, <speaking in Hebrew> I kill people with a, a jawbone of a donkey. And at that moment, as he finishes speaking, he gets deadly thirsty. He throws down the, 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 this, this jawbone and he can't even stand up. He's so, he's so weak. And so he, um, he calls out to Hashem and he says, How could you do this, this great miracle via my hands and you allow me to die? So a, miraculously a spring of water um, opens up through the area where the jawbone is lying on the ground and he's able to, to feed himself. And that place is called um, Lehi. And he, um, and um, which is where this whole miracle happened, and it talks about how he judges Israel for 20 years. There are a lot of things to think about in this parak. One is just coming back to the foxes for a second. Why is he using these foxes as a way of exacting judgment? So Malam says, well, it, it, what it does is he's essentially saying that when two people are connected to each other via marriage, and um, you put a fire between two interconnected people, then that's what happens. What he's saying is, is that I was married to this woman, I may have left because I was angry, but that didn't mean to say that, they, that there was the right to break apart or put the fire into this interconnected marriage. That's kind of the hint that he was saying he was making a very personal description. The Gemarayan Saitan Daf Yudam Amal Arath says that um, also the notion of foxes, you know, foxes are creatures which are cunning, they're betraying creatures, which is why uh, um, the, uh, he uses them to describe the betrayal of the Philistine family to him. Later on, it's interesting that why is it just to, to using the symbolism, why does he use a jawbone of a donkey? Now, of course, that's what was available to him, but why was that what was available to him? How, did that, how was that the facilitator of this miracle? So, um, there is an interesting Targum Yajan which says that this is actually the jawbone of the donkey of Bilam, which is an interestingly miraculous piece of equipment in this world. It was the jawbone which spoke to Bilam, and apparently now it's facilitating um, the Hamishimishon's um, um, successor, yeah, which is something really interesting to think about and what the connection is. But the Goren Sot and on that vase, in that same area says, you know what, the reason why I was a jawbone was of a donkey was because a donkey is an impure creature, it's non-kosher. So in a certain sense, here's Hashem, who's acting in a miraculous way on behalf of Israel, but through an animal which is Tomei. If we think about that metaphorically, here is a person who's acting as a Shafet of Israel, but doesn't look as, as kosher as it regularly did before now. So it's kind of this strange vehicle to God's success in the world, which is, which is what's being wielded over here. Why is it that he got, he got suddenly weak at this point in time? So the, the, the Kleyako and the Mamla'es say, well, once he started boasting about it, then Hashem immediately sapped his strength, meaning to say, realize your strength is completely superhuman, and that's why he couldn't even lift his head and needed, needed the miracle of the jawbone of a donkey. What is fascinating is considering this whole peric as a whole is that clearly Shimishon is supernaturally guided, meaning to say, these are, these are overt miracles, there's no way to explain these otherwise. But at the same time, the people themselves, the Bnei Yehuda, don't believe He's really their Shafet. Meaning as much as He's leading them, they don't believe that. They even hand Him over, which is tragic. An Israelite is handing over an Israelite over here while He is leading them. Which gives us a notion that the leadership of Shimshon is quite different to any of the Shoftim we've seen up till now. Most of the Shoftim, whether they were accepted or not accepted by all of Israel, they, they, they were seen as the Shofet. Shimshon, it seems like people themselves are debating whether it is a Shofet, and we're going to see how this is an integral aspect of his leadership in the next section tomorrow. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.